Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime. Direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at KenmoreTeam.com. Once again, I'd like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. John McKay, how are you doing, man? We we were almost late today because we were all blabbing off the air about uh, New Year's resolutions and weightlifting and gym workouts. Oh, yeah. You, you keeping up on it over there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm one of those people that if I miss more than a day or two, I get grouchy. Absolutely. I'm well, one of those. Well, it's that time of year where there is some grouchiness for people getting into those new, <laughs> new routines. So. Yeah. Well, I am excited um, that I will. I will tell you, I'm excited that most everything melted, um, so that we are back to a normal. We can actually take real estate pictures again. Yes, I know how much you enjoy your little snowstorms, but I do not from a real estate perspective. <laughs> so, uh, our snow snow pictures do not look fantastic in no. the real estate books. So. So it's super nice to have all of that melted, and uh, yeah, we are just going after it. I mean, it has been a busy last week. Well, it was so. busy even with the snow. Even yeah, it was, even with it, not quite as much, but even with it now, it's like it's melted, and everybody's like, "Let's get this thing going." So we are happy to do that, and we have got some great data to talk about today. But before we jump into that, um, we always like to start with our crazy celebrity real estate story. And this might actually be one that I take advantage of, McKay. Uh, oh. I, I know, I know. Normally, there's these million-dollar properties, and we laugh about who's going to buy them. But I don't know if I've mentioned it before or not, though, but I am a fan of a certain TV series called Yellowstone. Yes, I've never seen it. But. Okay, well, here's how the real estate story take is on this, um, is you can now stay at the actual Yellowstone Ranch where they do the filming at. You had to know that was coming. You had to know that was coming. So, you know, it's in Montana. It's in the Bitterroot Valley area. And the filming actually takes place on what was originally known as the Shelton Ranch. And so there is this, it is an absolute stunning, huge log cabin, like the main ranch house. Um, people that watch the show will know what I'm talking about. You cannot stay in that because the <laughs> owners actually are are on site and, uh -huh. do, and do live there a majority of the year. But um, the guest cabin, so for people that have watched the show, John Dutton's son lived in one of the cabins. Um, ladies, I'm sure you know Rip, the cowboy out there, um, and you can stay in Rip's cabin. So it's not the cheapest thing that I've come across, but for it's about $1,500 a night and can sleep up to eight guests. So if you're a super fan of Yellowstone, divide that out, get a couple friends, some couples to go out there with you. Um, here you go. This, the, the, this, is the, this is your next trip. And so they are waiting. Um, it's now called Chief Joseph Ranch, and they are waiting to do note if you go and look at rentals for 2022, they have not released that calendar yet because they are waiting to get the filming schedule for Yellowstone. Apparently, they get priority over filming at the ranch. I mean, go figure. And yeah. then and then they will release um, release those additional dates. So 
There's my crazy celebrity real estate real estate story, and uh, maybe at some point in the future, McKay, I will be coming back and reporting on how the stay was there. Wow. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We got to run that by finance, a.k.a. Yeah. my wife. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll, we, we will look and see what happens there. So today's topic in our local real estate topic, this is one of my favorite shows. I kind of geek out over real estate data. Here we are, yep. second week of January now, and we have gone through countless hours and tabulated all of the data from 2021. What does that look like? Which cities, which areas, who were the winners and the losers? What is going on very specifically and data-driven with the final numbers for our local market? So we've got a lot to talk about today. So I'm going to jump into some of those basic statistics that we look at. And the first thing that we always like to take a look at is the overall market data and those stats, Mm -hmm. the number of sales that took place. And I think um, if you remember back to last year when we did this show, we looked at 2020 numbers. 2020 numbers were an absolute record breaker over 5,000 sales in our local MLS area. So it's 5,005. So then now we're looking at 2021 and you're always, when we're in it, I know we monitor that monthly where you report about that here on the radio, but until you get through that final December, you don't know exactly what that number is going to be. Well, we did not. um, This is the only time on this show I'm probably going to say this, but we did not set a new record for number of sales. Mm. Um, But there was a lot of factors that go into that. All year long, we've been talking about supply chain issues. I I had to think that we couldn't, mainly because it was so difficult for the builders to get homes out of the ground, to consistently get um, the number of homes finished, to get the windows here in time, to get the doors. Everybody that, you know, has gone through that process knows what I'm talking about. But we were not that far off. Number of units, we were only down 2.5%. So instead of 5,005, we ended up at just right at 4,900 homes sold. So about 105 less. It was actually 106. By my calculations, 4,899. So very similar. By all accounts and purposes, when you're talking to somebody, how many homes sold in 2020 versus last year in 21? Almost identical. I mean, I mean, yes, that there was that 105, and I think a lot of that's got to be attributed to our supply chain issues. Because yes. I tell you what, just on my team alone, if we would have had those 105 houses available to sell, we could have sold them. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that is a little bit of an indicator of what was going on in the market there. Now, I say that was the one. And only number that was down because the next number is absolutely shocking. Um, And we are talking about home value appreciation. Yes. We had been all year long saying, man, here we are in another, you know, just absolutely banger of a year where the prices, no one really believes. I can't believe they're getting this for that. Um, 
I had to run the numbers three different times because before I said this on the radio, I just wanted to make sure that this was absolutely correct. The, the number. Because if you remember back to last year's show, 2020, we had an 8% appreciation, which is quite quite a lot for Tri-Cities. And some neighborhoods um, last year had 12 and 13%. Uh-huh. So it's like, what's going to happen now? Well, everybody that's looked at these prices and looked around, lack of supply, uh, more demand, prices go up. And boy, did they ever. Last year, 2020, we reported that the average sales price in 2020 was 346000 2021 final number average sales price four hundred and eight thousand wow seven hundred twelve and from three hundred forty six from three hundred forty six thousand to four hundred eight average seventeen point seven percent appreciation rate wow. in, in in our market absolutely unbelievable unbelievable number okay. And so you're looking at, and here's here's a real kicker for you. Here is something in our MLS that I have never seen happen before. You know how Dum-dum-dum. people ask for a price and they list a price? So you uh-huh. have what's called list price uh-huh. and then average sold price. So, for instance, if the, uh, if the average list price was just, we'll use a number, was 400 Mm-hmm. What would you expect the average sold price to be of a house? Boy, 410. Okay, now, but you're in today's market, McKay. <laughs> uh, um, in the past, it has never been the li- the sold price has never been more than the, the list, list price. price. Wow. But in the in this market last year it was average list price 403,000, average sold price Four hundred eight thousand seven hundred wow. more, which which goes back to the supply all and demand. the time along. We've been talking on all these shows about multiple offers. Hey, there's there's five offers on a house. There's eight offers on a house. Um, but all along, you know, do we know is it enough to affect the average? Well, in this case, it it absolutely was by which, over five thousand dollars. Yeah, which is just an it, it's it's just it's an insane thing to see. I mean, if you've been doing this as long as I have, and then you see stuff like that, like I I double I double and triple checked all these numbers because I'm on the radio for goodness sake, and so and so and I see these numbers. I'm like, no, that's never I've never seen that in 21 no, 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 years. No, no. That I'm going to recheck that, and I'm going to triple check it. Yeah, you know, but I mean, you know, we we know we have the experience that stuff's coming. So, very very interesting to see what that looks like. Next thing that I always do every year is I go out there and I say which cities are winning yes. and which cities are losing market share. So we look at the total number of sales and we like to know um, of those four thousand eight hundred and ninety nine sales. How many took place in Richland, Kennewick, Pasco, West Richland? And we do include Benton City in that market data um, because we do it's in our MLS and yes. covers, and we kind of lump that into the Columbia Valley. And there's a bunch of other reasons why. I'm going to tell you why that's in our statistics now as we go through the show, and you'll see. But you come up with Richland. Last 2020, Richland rolled 27% of the total sales. 2021 last year. They're actually down a percentage point. So 1,252 sales in Richland um, out of the 4,899. Kennewick, previous year, 36%. Mm -hmm. Last year, 
only 34%. Oh. Um, so both Richland and Kennewick down as far as market share of sales for the total market that A we're total looking of 3% at in between the two. Now, here's the thing. Pasco. Now we're switching to the winners here. Okay. Pasco, 1,350 sales. Mind you, remember, we had less sales this year. Previous year, 2020, they only had 1270. They went from 25% to 28% of the market. There's your difference. So right yeah, there. Pasco, lot of say of those sales done in Pasco last year. West Richland also making tremendous gains. West Richland previously at 369. This last year, West Richland pulled 435 sales Ooh. in our MLS. So they're up to 9%. They went from 7 to 9% of the market. Um, and then Benton City, out in Benton City, uh, they were 142 in 2020. Last year, they ended up at 177 sales. Wow. 4.5%. So they're, they're up about 1.5 percentage points for, for market share. So you have Pasco, West Richland, and Benton City. Um, gaining and increasing in in market share there for the number of sales. Wow. Now, that's different than we talked about these crazy appreciation numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next is let's talk about pricing. What happened in these cities? Very, very close, but the most expensive city to live in Based upon these numbers, John McKay? Kennewick. McKay, come on. You've been doing the show with me long enough. <laughs> no, not Kennewick. <laughs> Richland. Yes. Okay. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Richland. Richland bringing in last year, 21, an average sales price of 442000 Now, mind wow. you, previous year was only 372 Richland had... 18.8% price appreciation wow. in the Richland market. Days on the market, the previous year, 37. This last year, only 20 days on the market. That's less than three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Just barn burner and tons of price appreciation there. Now, coming in, um, if we're looking at the overall number, um, it was really, really close between Richland, Kennewick, and Pasco, all within 0.02%. They were all at 18. Um, and Kennewick coming in as the, as the next lowest as far as those three that had the amount of appreciation of 18%. Kennewick coming in an average sales price of 396. Uh -huh. So when you look at that, you're I mean, you're almost you're almost fifty thousand dollars less. Wow. So we start to look at these trends. We look at people's budgets. What's your budget at? Where are you at? If your budget is X, then let's look at where your best opportunity is to, to get that. Um, and so we start to use this data to help people shop and, and make that, you know, make that determination determination based upon, you know, also how fast is your home going to sell? What is it likely to sell for? Where, yeah. you know, so if someone, you know, has budgetary restrictions, we will look at that. And then start. How far is my money going to go for mm -hmm. what I'm for what I'm going to get? You know, in in the house, Pasco right in there. Pasco coming in at three hundred and eighty eight thousand. Um, they also had eighteen percent price appreciation the previous year. Pasco only being three hundred and twenty seven thousand. Ooh. So now you look at that too. In years past, we've seen those discrepancies between Pasco and Kennewick be larger. 
they've kind of closed the gap there as far as pricing. But we also look at that. There were more sales in Pasco, so you couldn't find the houses they needed to in Kennewick. Demand increases in Pasco. Um, and next thing you know, that price gap go starts, to, starts to close a little bit. Now, not nearly as impressive, um, but still amazing uh, amongst any other. And that is West Richland and Benton City. When we come back from our first break, we're going to talk about what were their price appreciation numbers What does that look like, and where are we seeing that drive growth with those trends? Right here on News Talk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. So today we've been doing our absolutely Lance Nerd Geeks Out (laughs) show. I've ran all the stats for 2021. I get so geeked up about this stuff. I love it. Well, it's interesting, though, to see. And it really helps you make decisions with the trends and see see which cities people are moving around to and what's the pricing look like and... You know, and at the end of the day, it just makes, you know, I'm selfishly, it makes me a much better agent having all of these right, knowing these just so quick. And so, so I love, I love just getting into the weeds with that stuff and seeing what happens. And there's always some stuff that comes out that, you know, even being in the market every day that surprises me. And so we've had some of that already. We talked about that before, before the break, as we finished out a super strong fourth quarter with pricing and stuff, there was some awesome stuff. So what always happens on this show is I get through about half of my notes that I've done for the show. So I want to get a pick three in because I don't want to miss out on the pick three this week because we are putting on some great inventory now. And we talked about the average price point of Tri-Cities being 408 before the break. Listen up to this first one because we're about 100,000 below this, and these are the ones that go quick. 702 South Garfield. This is a nicely renovated remodeled four bedroom one bath great central location 1639 square feet freshly painted new trim new lvp flooring um spacious master bathroom just awesome property in this price range all vinyl windows central heating and air newer roof fully fenced and you're coming in at that price point of 307,990. So $307,990, $100,000 below Tri-City's average price point on that one. Pick number 2, this one is super fun. Sage Hill Road just outside of Mesa, um North Franklin County, um um absolutely awesome. You know, I spent a lot of time out there. My grandparents used to live out there. And here is your chance to own 52 acres out there, four independent parcels, a three-acre, a 6.7, a 12, and a 30. You've got fruit trees out on the properties. You've got um, you've got gala apples planted, um, bing cherries, absolutely ready to go for that gentleman-type farming situation that you wanted to be in. Um, you've got pumps on the property, lots of room for shops. And you are very, very close to the Columbia River um, and a lot of wildlife areas out there. And that's coming in at $600,000. So, you know, a little mini farm going on out there or somebody looking to expand their existing great, great property out there on Sage Hill. And then pick number three, 1343 13th Street in Benton City. Now, this is new construction by Ambiance Homes. You've heard us talk about Benton City and the development we've got out there at Blacktop Estates. This is a three-bedroom, two-bath, 
brand new construction, 1,500 square feet, quartz counters, full kitchen backsplash. And we talked about, right, these average price points coming in at 408000 in Tri-Cities. What can you get? Well, here's brand new construction at Ben City. Very, very quick trip into Tri-Cities from there. And that's coming in at three seventy four. Four hundred. So once again, Ooh. below that four hundred thousand dollar price point, and just a fantastic, fantastic builder out there with some great inventory, which we haven't seen um, in a while. So jump on that one because it probably will not be on the pick three next week no. because it'll be gone. So before the break, we were talking about appreciation rates. I already let the cat out of the bag that we were at seventeen point seven percent market wide. And we looked at Pasco, Richland, Kennewick, all posting monster numbers at 18%. So then we go to look at part of our stats, our West Richland and Benton City. And so we start to look at our stats and what we had going on there. And so when we pull that up and look at it, um, here's the thing. Second highest average price point in Tri-Cities. We already talked about Richland being at 442000 it just blows my mind that between between 1700 transactions we can come out and this I get you know mathematicians will tell me they're they know a little bit more than me mm-hmm. but the average between those two cities is now only off by $145. How wow. is that even possible? And so we look so I guess Richland does flow into West Richland so yeah. you kind of get some similar price in there. Anyway, we said Richland price 442 385. West Richland just right below that. Average price 442,237. Now, back in 2020, West Richland was already a little bit higher. So they came in in 2020 at 395. Uh-huh. And so um still though that represented 11.8% appreciation. So still, still, I mean, just on any other year, you would just say like absolutely crazy, amazing appreciation rates and still, uh, you know, double digits that were going there. Benton City, very, very similar. Now here's, we just talked about Benton City in the pick three. And so here's what we're looking at in Benton City. Average price point, 356625 and that represented a 12% price appreciation over 2020. So, Ooh. But when you start to look at things about what's affordable, what can I get, here's what we see happening. Ben City rocking it in with 177 transactions out there, um, gaining market share, starting to represent a greater part of the market that's going on. And you also start to look at affordability. You know, we just we just had one, like I said, in the pick three at three hundred seventy four thousand. You look at average price point out there at three fifty six versus the rest of the market that's now at four hundred eight, knocking on the door for ten. You know, we start to look at for fifty five thousand dollars in the house I'm going to get. Can I jump on the freeway for seven and a half minutes? Yeah. I mean, nine if you're not McKay. You know, I know. You know. <laughs> I won't incriminate, but Five. A very, very, very close there. So just some of the things to consider. And when we look at that, I, you know, you know, when we do this and we have the predictions, we'll I'll predict that we're gonna start to see some more sales happen in some of those outer, in some of those outer 
you know, they've always called them bedroom type communities where you go home to sleep and stuff. But we're going to see some it's a great place to be out there, too. I'm not going to complain about being that close to all the wineries out there. Shout out Ben City. Uh-huh. But <laughs> but also you're going to get more. You're going to get a little bit more for your money in that in that location. So things to consider when you start to look at that. Next, what I always like to do is say, how are people paying for these houses? What do the loan programs look like? What does that market breakdown look like? So in 2021, when we look at financing, of the 4899 transactions, 3,137 of them, the bulk of it, 64% of the market done with conventional financing. Mm. And that was a very, very similar. That seems to be a very steady number. That was the exact same percentage that we had that we had in 2020. Oh. Now what did change, and this is not surprising to me, is that FHA, so a lot of first time home buyers will use the FHA program. FHA was 779 transactions which only represented 16% of the market previously at 17. Here's what happens in those situations though, very competitive market. So if a seller's looking at FHA financing and FHA appraisal versus conventional financing, um, a lot of times in those in those multi-offer situations, you will see them pick conventional financing. So, not surprising that that was down. Exact same thing when we look at VA financing. VA financing for those transactions were used 7% of the time. Previously, it was 8. Um, and so that, and exact same difference as FHA. Wait for a VA appraisal, go through a VA appraisal versus conventional, quicker turnaround time, less, um, less restrictions. So not surprising to see both of those programs down a couple percentage points in the market. And then here's the one that did not surprise me at all, and that is cash transactions. Cash transactions have traditionally represented about eight, nine percent of our market, uh-huh. some years less. This year, so previously, 2020, 457. Now, mind you, remember there were more sales in 2020 than last year. 2021, yeah. only 457 cash. This last year, 555 cash Ooh. transactions representing 11% of the market. So we busted wow. through that 10%. So, you know, one in, you know, you know, one in 10, just a little bit more than that of those transactions happening were cash. Once again, very competitive. A lot of times people found ways to make their offer cash. Maybe they borrowed that money from a family member, got the deal and then refinanced it later or and and or we just had a lot of movement to this market from higher dollar markets. You know, I said all along as we were doing the radio show all last year and we talked about it, hey, I'm getting a ton of these people selling California, Portland, um, Seattle. I'm getting a lot of these people selling with huge equity in these markets they don't want to be in anymore and they're moving here. Sure enough, that's being reflected in these statistics and really shining through when you look at the number of cash transactions that that were done. So, so kind of kind of fun to see some of those trends showing up in the math. And that's yes. what and that's the validation that we like to look at and then we can use that to make good real estate decisions. 
last set of surprises for you in the data. And that's when we look at days on the market. Ooh. And here where we're talking about average total when we look across when we look across the whole market, we were running just over 19. So it's super, super fast, right? But but what if you're looking for a house in the two hundred to three hundred thousand dollar price range? We said, you know, be pre-approved, be ready to go. You absolutely better be because that market is running 12 days on the market. Previous wow. year, 20. 12 days on the market. Now, here's the kicker. 300 to 400, which puts us just below the average price point that we were seeing. In 2020, that was that market was 29 days on the market. Mm-hmm. That is the new, you know, they always talk about, you know, 40s the new 30 or what I just keep saying that every decade. Yeah. But um now I'm saying in real estate um, 300 to 400 is the new 200 to 300. <laughs> so 300 to 400, 12 freaking days on the market. Wow. Just as strong now as the lower price point mark. You have to be ready to put an offer in with your agent um, in those in those situations when you find something you like and you, you got to be competitive. It doesn't get much prettier going up. 400 to 500. Now, then we're back to, a, I, I, I hate to say normal, but more like 2020 when we saw 400, even 400 to 500,000, 20 days on the market. Not that long, just under no. three weeks, like we were saying. And then 500 to 600,000, only 25 days on the market. Previously, you know, that category, it was almost half. That category in 2020 was 53 days on the market. Wow. And then we had always run 600 plus is what we did on the market. And 600,000 plus um, in this market now is only running 32 days on the market. 32 days on the market for that. Just for fun, I did a million plus um, to see. There was only 35 transactions, you know, in the MLS recorded at a million plus last year. And that days on the market, I mean, if you would have told me I was going to report this three years ago, I would have just stopped the show, McKay, (laughs) um, and told you, no, it's not true. But a million plus, 38 days on the market. Wow. It used to be like, I mean, months months and months. And and yeah, so 38 days. So it, I mean, just this is, I don't know, this is just absolutely one of the craziest data shows that, that we have ever done when you start to look at how things moved in trending wise and and where things were there so super fun you know we always talk about it we know it we experience it we see it day to day but for me like we base a lot of our decisions with our clients and people that we're consulting with and our buyers we place a lot of emphasis on the math and the data and what that and what that looks like and so for me, when we do this show and it comes down to that, these are numbers that you can make decisions on. And so we educate our team about that. We have meetings about that. We go over that. And then we use that to help you make better decisions yep. in the market and updates. So if you have any questions about that, um, if you were told in the past, even if it was a year ago and you were told you couldn't sell or you didn't have enough equity or it was too soon, get back on the phone, go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message because when you're looking at 18% market equity increases yes. um, and covering the cost of selling in that, 
we're going to be able to look at that situation and see if we can take care of you. That so that might have changed, and you might not know about it. Um, and then two, if you have a property that is in marginal shape, um, maybe you don't think it can be put on the market or it has some issues, and you're looking for an instant cash offer. Give us a call. Go to KenmoreTeam.com. Shoot us a message because that offer might be higher than you think it is yes. based upon what's going on in the market. Um, and so those those are a couple of the things that we are just doing a ton of consultations with that right now. If you have any questions at all about anything, go to KenmoreTeam.com, real estate related, and shoot us a message, and we would be glad to help. For all of my Yellowstone super fans out there, yeah. don't take the dates I need at the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.